breathe and project. Breathe deep the gathering gloom. Watch lights fade from every room. Welcome to the edge of nowhere. And welcome to the Monster Lore Tour Paranormal Deep Dives from the Edge of Nowhere podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Carr, here along with my co-host and the Mary Kate to my Ashley, Ooh. Mr. Matt Ozero, a.k.a. The Moz. How are we doing today, Moz? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we can even fight about that one because I don't know who's who or which is which. Or I know. Like, I don't Usually even, I, I don't like who you pick for me and this one I'll just begrudgingly Twins always sure? confuse me. I don't know which is which. Well, twins are perfect for what we're talking about today, so well done, sir. Oh, good. Yep. Good, good. I'm glad it fits because uh, it is Moz's episode. Do we have any old business to get through today, Moz? I, I think I'm all clear. Did you have anything? I was told there'd be a Cuban cigar when we did Havana Syndrome, Ooh. and I did not remember smoking a Cuban cigar or any cigar yeah. for that matter. Yeah, that's true. I'm not a huge cigar guy, but maybe when it releases, we should sit down and smoke a cigar and listen to it. I think that's an awesome idea. There you go. That's a good idea. All right, so I guess we can get right into it. Uh, before we get going, if you could just take a moment to please like, follow, subscribe, auto, click the auto download, all that sort of stuff on whatever platform you're on. If you have any questions, comments, critiques, or anything for the episode, please make sure to leave us some comments there. And you can check us out at monsterloretour.com or patreon.com slash monsterloretour. That's the official business done for now, Moz, and this is your episode, so let's uh, swing it on over to you. I had a lot of fun with this one. I've been doing some real deep dives into a variety of shapeshifter and other evil entities. It seems like a long time now. Uh, it's good to get back to my roots and do an old-fashioned haunting. We'll yeah, there you go, our first ghost story. Yep, we will be doing these from time to time, so fear not, ghost fans, you will fear. But more importantly, when it comes to the hotel we're talking about today, mm-hmm. uh, I just want you to know that I don't, I, I don't know what, I still don't know what this woman was thinking. She hired endless contractors to keep working night and day to appease all those ghosts. Wait, and, wait, wait. I, I thought you were doing the Stanley Hotel today. Yeah, that's the Winchester Mansion. Oh, uh, well, you, you you wanted me to do the one where Ed and uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren are called to save the day in England. No, 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 right? that that's those Conjuring movies. Yeah, the, uh, no, the the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park. Okay, okay, the one where the flies in the attic, it's dripping blood, and the house has to get out. Is that Amityville? That's <laughs> <laughs> wrong I, side of the country, man. <laughs> no, we'll get back to the twins. We'll get back to the Stanley. I did do my actual homework. There we go. Stanley Hotel. Stanley Stanley Hotel. Hotel. We'll do those other ones later, no doubt. But today is the Stanley Hotel, Moz. Are we okay? We're okay. (laughs) 
and we have no prerequisites because I'm actually doing something different. And yeah. it's a kind of a, it's not a one and done though. There's a reason we're doing this, which we will get to. True. Our our first ever recorded interview will be next week from a, a friend of the podcast who had a very intense ghost experience at the Stanley at this very hotel. So it inspired us to do a little background work and get out the juggle. Yeah, and just uh, talk about it a little bit. So we'll we'll give you all the background and everything here, and then we got the the first hand interview next week. Yeah, I think, and I do want to just say, you know, they did a great job on this little interview last time, and it was it was a real impromptu one. It was a real surprise how well it came out, and it was really impressive to see a nine year old do a better ghost investigation than us. I know it's great. <laughs> he, he was nine at the time. He's he's much you know a good bit older now, but uh, he's almost ten. But no. yeah, it, it's pretty cool how well he remembered it all and the flow of the whole thing. And it really is a great story. Look look forward to hearing that interview again when it drops. Yeah, I can honestly say I don't do. I he did better than me because I did a, a ghost investigation recently, and it's still a bit of a, a bane over you know when you got the business expenses coming and you heard how little <laughs> I got accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't pay for Maz's trips. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it was an interesting. Invest. We'll we'll be doing a, an episode on that. But this young man did a really wonderful job. I want to give him the credit, and that will be next week. This is the teaser. Uh, we wanted to get the Stanley interview out even more quickly because I think this was one of the, like I said, one of the first ones we recorded. So uh, I also wanted to start with a nice inspirational quote from Mr. Stephen King because I think that's appropriate. Sometimes human places create inhuman monsters. Wait, say that again? Sometimes human places create inhuman monsters. Sometimes human places create inhuman monsters. So the Stanley Hotel has created some inhuman monsters. Yeah, I mean, the list on that it can be pretty long if you really start putting it together. And sometimes inhuman ghosts build Stanley steamers, which we'll find out about because there's a... That's how that, okay. that's the background of the gentleman who built this place. So today we're heading to Estes Park, Colorado. Oh, the Stanley Steamer is yes. actually this guy. Correct. Oh, right yep. on. Okay. Freeland Oscar Stanley. Uh, I made it close to this hotel once, uh, but no cigar. I, I it's it's a kind of a fail on on in my world. But I will say, having been to you know Rocky Mountain National Park near there. It's like my my old Buick Skylark. It didn't start automatically driving during the uh, during the self guided audio <laughs> tour, so just be careful with that. You know, it's not what it means. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Estes <laughs> Park as well. I, it's a beautiful little town, and I have seen the Stanley Hotel from the outside, but I haven't gone in so or experienced it. anything. Yeah, we both blew that one. We'll have to get a trip out there together at some point. I'm with you. I did find a Stanley Hotel look-alike though or a seem-alike uh when i actually went to do my ghost investigation the last time took a little side trip to the west upper mountains behind las vegas to mount charleston there's a lodge up there one burned down not uh, several years ago i'd been to that a long time ago but just driving around heard there was another lodge looked for it and it's called the retreat on charleston peak and it doesn't look like the Stanley from the outside. It's kind of got like a, a brown thing going on. So it's kind of like a soup tan suit gate with Obama, if you remember that. It's kind of <laughs> like that. But you do climb back in Alpine country behind Vegas, and they do have this big hotel. And there's no signage of, of restaurant bar or anything, but I went in anyway, and uh, as I'm off to do. 
and it was beautiful, and it was very Stanley Hotel-y and very grand, and if you ever get a chance. Very old Victorian style. It was just an interesting big place just nestled in the, the mountains behind Vegas, and I, if, you, if you happen to be driving by it, you know, it was a, a good beer, and a, we had a little bite to eat, so it was fun. So, How is this a sister to the Stanley? Uh, I just, it's another big, huge hotel in the mountains, in the Alpines. It it really reminded me of, it's it's very desolate. There's nothing else up there. And it just, it does seemed almost like kind of a sister hotel kind of thing. Is it haunted? You know, I looked into that and I was not able to find any stories. But, you know, if anybody has one, you know, I think it'd be worth the stop. Maybe worth looking into it a little bit more and go from there. And swinging back to Estes Park, the Stanley Hotel was built about 100 years ago, probably an even 100 years by the time we moved to Post. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it doesn't take me that job. long to No, it, it's not that bad. I, I kid. But the hotel was built a century ago by Freeland Oscar Stanley, the inventor of the Stanley steam engine, as we said. Stanley originally moved west in 1903 due to tuberculosis. His doctors kind of ordered him to go out there. He wasn't supposed to live more than a year or so. And Oh, that's right. They said he had just like a few months to live, and he went west, and he ended up living like a long time. A long right? time. So uh, that's a good doctor, or he had a terrible diagnosis. One, <laughs> one it, or the other. it just shows you how you know clean air and living in the woods can be so much more healthy than living in the dirty old-style cities. That's right. And he built a big, beautiful hotel, and it became a big, beautiful, haunted place that we're going to talk about today. We're going to go kind of room by Roomba um, and, you know, ghost by ghost when appropriate. Some stay in their designated areas and some kind of wander around. Uh, but I, I snagged, uh, you know, I snagged the, I wanted to start with the concert hall because that was prominent in the uh, That's interview. where we start with the interview too, I think, you yeah. Yep. So this is the Nightly Spirits Colorado blog. It's about the concert hall, which is a separate structure. It's where a lot of our interview interesting tidbits kind of took place, kind of separate behind the hotel. The concert hall was built by F.O. Stanley as a gift for his wife, Flora. The stage features a trap door used for theatrical entrances and exits. The lower level once housed two-lane bowling alley. The hall underwent extensive repair and renovations in the 2000s, but is a favorite spot of Flora Stanley's. She's been known to play the piano well into the night. Now, the spirit fond of the concert hall is Paul. Among other duties, Paul used to enforce the 11 p.m. curfew in the hotel's early days. Guests and employees report hearing someone telling them to get out late at night. See, it was get out. It wasn't amateur. Get out. A construction worker was doing some work on the floor in the concert hall when he felt someone nudge him several times until he left. Paul is a big fan of the tour groups, often flickering their flashlights upon request. Oh, that's cool. He does it on request. Yeah, there you go. That that I you gotta love that when you say, "Okay, make it flash," and then it flashes. Yeah, I saw that. It was some. Then you wait a minute. And you go, "All right, make it flash again." And it flashes. It's like it can't be a coincidence that it's going off every time you say it. Well, that scenario happened, and it was like a portals to hell. You know, Ozzy's kids show, and the same thing oh, happened. Oh yeah, yeah. Kinda, he was on command with the flashlight. But again, that's from nightlyspirits.com, and that is the concert hall. I, I knew that uh, the wife's piano's in there and that she haunted it. I didn't know there was a security guy that kept people in line still. That's cool. Yeah, they, they're probably working out a deal still in the afterlife. So Yeah. 
Or she really liked that guy, and really there's more to the story. Yeah, I mean, did the people just like it there so much that they didn't want to leave even when they died? Yeah. I mean, one of the things we're going to see with most of these is it, it seems like ghosts that didn't want to leave and like the place, and they're not yeah. particularly yeah. of the evil demonic variety, although there's a, a smattering of those stories. And then we have Lucy. Uh, Lucy's a succubus of the peanut variety who will never allow a fellow hotel guest to kick a football out into the hedge maze. <laughs> okay, that's different. Yeah. She's a personification of, she's a gin, just definitely Rosemary. So like, not really a Lucy then. <laughs> no, actually Lucy's believed to be a homeless woman who took shelter in the hotel. Ah. She seems uh, the one who will talk into ghost hunting recorders, play with the equipment, and kind of be kind of the playful ghost who will mess with the equipment during the ghost investigation or do things on cue. A little more trickstery, but plays along to... Yeah. Has a little fun with the people. One thing that doesn't make sense is that I did read that um, Mr. Stanley was very particular about his guests. He turned people away. So I'm not sure how a homeless person kind of wandered in because he seemed to be trying to make this kind of a hoity-toity place. and Yeah, well, um, you know, maybe there was something about her he liked, or, you know, maybe she was uh, just the char- like a court gesture sort of character, just fun to have around, and, you know, you never know with stuff like that, man. Yeah. It's, it's the town drunk effect, you know, like a lot of places you'll go into a bar and see a guy sitting there, it looks like, you know, Oh, that's just homeless Joe, you know? Yeah, Norm. People buy him a cup of coffee every once in a while. He just gets to hang out because he's cool. Well, she wandered in and apparently stayed and then didn't even leave after she passed away. Yeah. So she definitely could be overstaying her welcome. I I don't know. That's to be determined. Uh, Stanley himself is supposed to haunt the billiard room of the bar. Uh, He's waiting for his chance to play Minnesota Fats. And then there was uh, Jackie Gleason, wasn't it? Correct. Minnesota Fats. Correct. There's there's an old movie one for you, Moss. There you go. And we have room 401. Fourth floor is supposed to be very haunted. Uh, Room 401, Lord Dunraven, uh, might be 217 for the most ghost accounts. Original landowner of the hotel. Women often describe a phantom touches. Uh, He prefers the ladies. Uh, he seems to be harassing them yeah, at night. He's, he's a very randy ghost by He's all a randy accounts. ghost. Uh, there's a hanged cowboy, uh, and he was he was murdered, and he's also supposed to be seen hovering around the bed in the same room. That's in Lord Dunraven's room? Yeah, I think there's... So did Lord Dunraven kill him? Or? There's just a lot of accounts from room 401. Weird. So there's a lot going on there. It's kind of like... Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. You're always being talked to him by someone else, I guess. And you're right. I got you, babe, on the radio. Yeah, it just like keeps that. looping over on itself. Yep. I didn't know about a, a murder in that room. That's well, no, no. There was a it was a hanged cowboy. Yeah. Who, who and he's the one supposed to be haunting. The, he wasn't hung there, to my understanding. Oh, oh, I thought he he died there and his ghost stayed. Okay, he, he just some another like random he's another random you know from town he was hung and i guess everyone just goes up at the hotel that's the thing to do it's so weird (laughs) what a a weird place Um, it's like there's there's some kind of power in the place power of the people and then we got the famous room 217 this is the most haunted room the very room stephen king stayed in and was the inspiration behind the shining oh there you go and it's the same one that jim carrey ran screaming out into the night and refuses to talk about what happened that was the same room that's the same room oh man i really wish he'd tell that story jim carrey's got like such great philosophical insights 
when he gets into like talking about life and stuff. I love it. You're buttering him up for an interview, aren't you? I'm trying. I'm trying yeah. really hard. <laughs> I really, I just, <laughs> I don't care if it's me or not asking the questions. I just want him to tell the story. Yeah. If he was Ace Ventura, he would have all those yaks too. So he could have like, it right. would have been a real interesting battle between the ghosts and the ex. So, but he was dumb and dumber, and that might not help the credibility as much, actually. <laughs> but if you ever get to see the movie, that's where it is filmed at the Stanley, and it is a very, it's you know, it's it's a beautiful hotel and a beautiful dumb setting. and dumber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They did an actual scene there, didn't they? Yes, they. Well, several. I mean, it's it's, it's a it's a, a good chunk. portion. It's of a it, good yeah. portion. Yeah. Uh, but this room is so scary. The hotel where they shot the exterior shots for the movie The Shining is that the Timberline, they actually changed their room to 17 for fear it was going to scare people. So they actually thought it would jump timelines. <laughs> Weird. They thought it would take over a different place? Well, you're looking out at the, all the exterior shots were done for The Shining there. So people really associate that place even as much as the Stanley. As the Stanley, yeah. So when they heard the 217 thing, they're like, you know, let's just skip this room. And That's too funny. Uh, yeah, it, it was an odd decision. Uh, just south, here's an interesting fact. Just south of Estes Park, there's Twin Sister Peaks, which is an odd coincidence. Twin Sister Peaks. Yeah, I don't know what, you know, I'm, I'm assuming this was, you know, because it's very, I looked at the peaks, they're just two very similar, and it's probably mm-hmm. been named that for a long time, but it's sure. odd that it's just south of Estes Park area. There's also a western Colorado version called the Twin Sister Mountains. So seriously, the Twin Sisters have a doppelganger in the same state. Um, those girls in The Shining aren't twins. No, they look alike. They look they? alike. Oh, so that's why the Kate and Ashley they're, didn't they're, work. They're dressed, they're dressed the same, <laughs> and they look very much the same. But if you read the book and really pay attention, it, one of them is actually the older sister kind of thing. They're not actually straight wow. twins. Yeah, I just ruined your whole. No, you did. <laughs> Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Can you have an eraser? I'm gonna be scratching out a bunch of. It's all right. I'll just edit out the first jokes. 15 minutes of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> And we learned something today. Yeah. And back to uh, room 401 for a minute because I forgot something. It was originally an attic up there, and often there were kiddos running around. The fourth floor was where, you know, part of that is where they had uh, nannies and kids running around. And that's kind of like where they have a lot of the kiddo ghosts on the fourth floor. Right, right. That comes up a good bit in the interview as well. Yep, and then room 428 often reports of footsteps, moving furniture, and another cowboy hanging around the end of the bed. So there is a, a lot of the movement of the potentially the same. There was a lot of mishmash accounts. It was hard to see what the original interviews and the original people were. This is just a right. lot of, matter of fact, this is one time I'm not doing a lot of references. It's really just what you find on the internet. Right, right. So is it? theorize that it's the same cowboy or a different cowboy this one they say is james nugent aka rocky mountain jim he's the founder of estes park and nearby south park as well so now that's founder of estes park that's cool yeah and and you completely didn't listen to the south park reference you let that one slide i've I've been to (laughs) south park colorado he didn't actually uh found south park though but we had to get a reference right right they're too separated for that yeah got to keep them separated Uh, i don't know if the right cowboy panty raiders were really catching because it it does seem like there's a lot lord dunraven these cowboys it there seems to be a lot of uh energy focused on women at at night getting tucked in as it would be you know from the times they're from and the place they were in Mm -hmm. yeah I, i would think uh you know a little bit of the 
Randy misogyny would run through that. Yeah, and it's fitting it, for the times that they come from. And it spills over to room 418 as well because it made reports a mad hugger running around on that floor. A so, mad hugger. Yeah. That's I, the journey from hate to love. I met one of those at a Grateful Dead show once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also a pet cemetery in the back, which, I mean, why not? <laughs> oh, I I read something on that. What was that? Oh, they were relocating the pet cemetery to build like yeah. a, a wedding pavilion over it or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I think they did have to move it or it's right there where you take your wedding photos. So Yeah, you get to get married right on the pet cemetery at much. the Stephen King Hotel. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What, what could possibly go wrong? That's that's good luck, right? <laughs> he has a golden retriever named Cassie and a fluffy white cat named Comanche are two of the off-scene ghosts on the property. So they have some spooky pets. So even the animals too. stuck around. The animals stuck around. Something weird about this place. Yeah. There was a fire in the hotel, but luckily it was a compression fire. So actually the explosion itself snuffed itself out, kind of like in that De Niro, Ron Howard film. Backdraft. Backdraft. Very good. That's an old movie. It's actually a really good movie. But what's interesting, uh, the account in the Montrose Daily Press article, and this occurred June 26, 1911, a maid Elizabeth Lampert was injured fatally, but other accounts have her breaking her ankle and recovering. So I don't really understand the discrepancy. I found, yeah, the the, I mean, I'm not sure what my source was, but the the version of that I had was that she was injured, pretty badly, and uh, but she did recover, and she was told she could just stay there for the rest of her life, and yeah. she just was like, I'm still going to be the maid, and they're like, you don't even have to work, you can just recover here and. And she's like, no, 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 this is my thing. I'm going to stay and be the maid. Okay. I, I think that is what happened, but the Montrose Daily kind of botched that one because they said she was fatally injured. Yeah, newspapers from those days weren't the most reliable. It was hard to get stories from people, and you didn't know who was telling you the, the straight jargon and whatnot. Going back to episode two, that's why the Gloucester Sea Serpent incident is so remarkable because they did get all those firsthand accounts and really recorded them. And Very detailed, yeah. Yeah, like they really recorded the incident. But we're talking, you know, the early-ish 1900s in the American West. Yeah. Like, how, there weren't even that many people around to begin with. Like, there's probably one journalist that has one day to get the information. And you got to remember, no internet, no phones, none of that, you know. And no proper brew pubs back then either. No, they were probably drinking moonshine. Yeah. Montrose, I was at one, the Chew Fly, I think it was called. It's right on the road there. Anyway, I remember liking it. So, so we got uh, we can't talk about this hotel without talking about the Shinin, the Shinin. Shh, you want us to get sued? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Shinin. Yes, yeah. We're gonna go Treehouse of Horrors and whatnot. Yeah. So if if we kept doing the Simpsons bit, then we could be sued for the Simpsons bit, not the part about the Shining. Ah. Yeah, we we're just really good at getting sued. Yeah, probably. I, I don't. I really don't doubt that. We try. We really try. Probably harder <laughs> we than try anyone. To get we're going to get in trouble. I Unfortunately, know not enough people listen to actually sue us for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a quote from Groundkeeper Willie, though. Now look, boy, if your dad goes gaga, you just use that shin of yours. You call me, and I'll come running. But don't be reading my mind bef- between four and five. That's Willie's time. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. That's good advice. I good think advice. That's important. 
Uh, there is a commemorative coin I came across that's out this year for the Stanley Hotel. Really? Yeah, it depicts the Stanley with owner Freeland Oscar Stanley leaning against a plaque holding a violin. I think that means he fiddled while Nichol- Nicholson froze outside or something. He probably like played when his wife was playing the piano. Oh, maybe a little duet in the concert hall. Oh, and there's the twins are depicted on the top of the stairs, but they're not twins. The sisters. Sisters, you know, yeah. I, I, I Everybody thinks they're twins. Is that? Yeah, yeah okay. But, I, and I don't know, maybe in the movie they made it that way. In, in the book, it, I'm, unless I'm way off, mm-hmm. it, you know, let us know if I'm wrong in the comments, but pretty sure they weren't actually twins. But they basically took stuff from the book and stuff from the hotel and made a coin out of it. <laughs> It's That's pretty 250 cool. bucks. 250 bucks. Yeah. What, well, it's is a silver. It made out of silver? It's a silver coin. Yeah. yeah. It's like a collector's edition thing. So if you want to look for that. Best defense, this is kind of how to beat it, is, uh, you know, you, you burn Gage and, and bury him out back in the pet cemetery. No, wait, Sage. You, <laughs> you burn Sage. I'm having a tough time reading my notes today. Yeah. <laughs> Don't burn Gage. <laughs> We have an us file that we do want to uh, talk about. The interview next week is actually an us file. Ooh, can we use the bumper for the first time? Yeah, we have a bumper. It will be an us files. But then something happened. It happened to me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I made that myself. I, I didn't hear it, so I heard nothing. So I'll take your word for yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all it's cool in post. One. We just sat here in silence for a second. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be amazing. But we do have a mini kind of mini one today. The The next week one is a full on us file. I do have a family member, DJ, who did go and do take the tour. Something weird did happen, and we will be discussing that, I guess, now because we're doing the Us Files, right? Good good a time Ooh, as any. And this is also in Us Files. But then something happened. It happened to me. You're really trying to get use out of that I'm bumper. excited. <laughs> I just made it. It's my first time using it. I'm excited. I, I liked it the second time. Scrolling on me. Yeah, yeah, gets better as you go. <laughs> but her story basically goes that she went on the tour during the day. They did not stay there. It was her and her husband at the time. They go into the, um, I, I believe, and you were there when we just we talked about this with her. Yeah, yeah. We, we tried to figure out what stairwell, because there's a, man, a grand staircase kind of near the, the front, and then there's a back staircase that the staff used. And we believe it was the back staircase that they, right. they get this shadow. So part of the tour is they pop a bunch of pictures and everybody looks because sometimes they get an inexplicable shadow, which they believe may be uh, Lambert or or, or there's a couple of other right. people they think it might be. But Right, because she specified that because they'll, they'll, they'll take pictures of both staircases and she did specify it wasn't the main grand staircase right. that so many people do get those like kind of shadow person orby sort of pictures on but it, it was the back servants stairway like back in the kitchen or whatever right right and and what happened was she, everyone takes a picture they all look the person standing right next to, to her had a strange shadow 
that she got to see firsthand on someone else's phone who had just taken it. Right. And then they passed it around. Everyone kind of looked or she showed everyone that was interested in looking. Yeah. And she said it was kind of, it was like a gray form, but you could kind of really kind of tell that they were wearing the maid's uniform. Yes. It almost looked like it was wearing the apron and wearing the maid's. Right. It did kind of sort of, this. she said sort of resembled. Uh, an old style, you know, woman standing there with kind of an apron on. I'm sorry I couldn't actually book her because she's she's going to be doing Chiluminati next week. <laughs> <laughs> See, we get this even on our us files by our family, but no, we did get some of that. I did want to relay it. Nothing else untoward happened. She did find other orbs in pictures. Oh. We asked her to kind of dig them up if she can find them, and we will put them uh, on a on a blog at some point. There you go. If we ever get them in our, our grubby little we, hands. We will have a WordPress starting sometime in the near future, hopefully. Yep. This is a good segue to the Nightly Spirits Colorado blog that covers the Vortex staircase. The stunning staircase between floors and hotels lobby. Now, this is back to the grand one. So right. both, I guess, maybe both stairwells are vortexes. Well, the whole place seems to like be a, vortex. Yeah. Correct. But they sometime, for some reason, they hone in on the stairwells as the right. some of the interesting vortexy pieces. You know why? Because the, it's a between. It's it's the boundary yeah, between the floors. We're so keyed in now, Maz. Right. It's because it's the edge in between. It's the passage yeah. between the floors and whatnot. Yes. So this this from Nightly Spirits Colorado blog. The stunning staircase between floors and hotel's lobby has been dubbed the vortex. It is a tornado of spiritual energy, sort of a paranormal portal for all the ghosts that visit the hotel. Ghosts report cold spots and feeling dizzy on the stairs, as though something has just walked right through them. Orbs and distortions have been caught on camera. Mr. and Ms. Stanley have even been seen hand in hand, watching over the hustle and bustle from the grand staircase. That's so nice. Yeah, this still is like the, out. the the friendliest ghost story. But the Jim Carrey one is the one that doesn't fit. Yeah. Because not yeah. many people seem to run screaming out of, yeah. of, the, of this Well, I place. mean, if you wake up in the middle of the night and someone's like tickling your feet. Yeah. I would probably get up screaming and run away too, even though if they're just playing a little bit or something. You know, like they're not doing anything untoward, untoward or, uh, you know, violent of nature or anything like that. Just the simple you wake up and there's a ghost standing next to your bed. Some people are going to run away screaming. I, I can't even say I wouldn't. But usually it's directed at women, and True. we don't hear a ton of stories about people running screaming out in the middle of the night. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It's just they're not advertising that. Well, the Stephen King thing, he had like a really bad nightmare in that room. Correct. Which was the actual inspiration Correct. for and we, The Shining. And let's jump to that a little bit. So basically, in a nutshell, you know, he has a... He has a dream about a, a kid in a fire hose, like coming down the, the, and it just, it's. Yeah, the fire hose is like chasing him down the hallway. Right. And it just, it absolutely spooked him. It seemed very realistic to him. Uh, he felt very strange after that. Right. But that, that's a more frightening thing, too. I wonder if that room is the exception from the rest of the place and that that's where the more malevolent rather than benevolent spirits are hanging out. Right. I mean, he had a bad dream. Jim Carrey ran out screaming. It is yeah. one of the top couple of most haunted, arguably the the most haunted room in the place. Yeah. And outside of that, the only like non-friendly or non-just passive ghost interactions are with Lord Dunraven, you know, grabbing a yeah. lady's butt sometimes, like being Randy. But Yeah. 
outside of that, yeah, it seems like that one room is almost like the dark spot. And Stephen King stayed almost by themselves. They they hit this time where it was supposed to be closed or it had just reopened or whatever yeah, it, was it, like it was. Right he, at the end of the season, I think. That's yeah. what it was. And so he was yeah, it was the la- he was the last guest before they closed, right, basically. Right. So, you know, what a what a great thing to actually have happen uh for him to kind of create that book. So it was just kind of fell into place and then he had that dream and the rest is history. Yeah. Just just interesting that you know, I'm dwelling on it, but the negativity in that room compared to the positivity in the rest of the place. Yeah, maybe. That's the yin and yang. There's the dark and the light. Yeah, in there the you go. Place. There you go. Uh, two other operations were caught. A little girl in a white dress standing on the stairs. Another woman was caught standing on the stairs. An adult. And that might have been the one, potentially, we got the picture of on the US file. And this from K99.com. Imagine feeling a shove, but nobody's behind you, or so you thought. Beth and her husband won a haunted tour when she felt that and decided to snap a picture of what looks like the previous owner's wife, Flora, standing right behind her while the smell of phantom roses appeared. I don't know how phantom uh, roses appear. I didn't write that. The smell appeared. The smell appeared. Yeah, it, the smell it, appeared. It, it's a bad use of language, but I get it. That's interesting, though. It's an olfactory response as well. Yeah. And that's very common. People smell cigar smoke around. And I, I have a family. We have an us file about my grandfather's cigar smoke. So that that's very common as well. And in, in the sh- in the Shinnin, uh, yeah, Groundkeeper Willie was really working harder than he stunk. I think it was just in the book, but I I swear the guy like the 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 chef at the hotel who also has the shine. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was something in there, like he smelled oranges or something when it set in, like almost like he was having a stroke or something. Yeah. But there was this, I seem to remember there was a smell related to it. I read that book when I was so young. I know, it was so long ago for me It was my first scary book I think I ever read, so. Although I do, I do want to mention a related us file. But then something happened. It happened to me. My dad had the best line about that movie, and I never thought of it this way. Uh, he said, all they had to do was pick a, a, an actor you know, that looked normal, and then by the end you think is you know, going to kill his family. He goes, you take one look at Jack Nicholson, first scene, you're like, this guy's going to kill his family. <laughs> and I never heard anybody say that. And so, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't do it already. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he didn't made it through the credits, and uh, he's going to start off on that lady. I'd oh, be, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, sh- he sure knows how to make a face, doesn't he, that Jack Nicholson? That well, he, one lift of the eyebrow, and it's like, good Lord, this guy's scary. But he can't pull off normal as well sometimes. Like, no. He just isn't that night. Hey. Especially not later in his career. Like, Easy Rider and stuff, early in his mm-hmm. career, he could be normal, but it's like the more he did, the, the weirder he got. Yeah, I agree. And good for him, too. I love that guy's career. There you go. Hey, so here's some uh, common theories. This is not my theory. There's speculation about how this hotel was built around massive quartz deposits. There's massive quartz deposits there? Yes. that uh, The whole foundation is made of Stanley Kubrick's. No. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's Iconius. I, I, I'm looking at Stanley Kubrick's name, so I made little Kubrick's. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. I know. No, no it's seriously, not made. though. There's, yeah. there's crystals in the ground. Yes. Like massive amounts of crystals in the ground? Correct. So there is some vortexy about this place. Yes. And I think what we're going to do is I'm going to side trail that and I want to talk a little bit more about 
the quartz deposits and what that might mean. And but yes, there's definitely association between um, paranormal uh, activity and strange ge- geologic deposits such as quartz. There you go. All right. All right. Yep. But I think that the other piece of it is that Stephen King bumped the whole horror of it a notch just because if, if he had never oh, shown yeah. up there and he had not made that movie, I don't know, you know. Well, the the cool thing is, is the Stanley Hotel was kind of, had gone out of fashion a bit mm-hmm. and they were actually looking at closing down because it just wasn't working anymore. And then Stephen King stayed there at the end of that season. He wrote that book and a couple years later, everybody wanted to stay at the Stanley and yeah. it's been thriving ever since. Yep. Like they, they, the Stanley, and it's kind of weird because the Stanley Hotel kind of owes its ongoing existence to Stephen King. So did the ghosts like know who this guy, like this guy came into the hotel and they were like, <laughs> oh, this guy's going to write our story. Yeah. And they like very purposefully freaked him out in a way that would get him to write a book about the place and so that they could stick around and they would still oh, have their hotel to live wow. in. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, like the I think the That's... ghosts did it on purpose. They lured in Stephen King and got him to write the book to save the hotel. You just jumped to your own Ahuguano file. Ah, I should have saved it. I should have saved ahead it. Of time. That's a great Ahuguano file. <laughs> but I think he did get the. I think the Stanley got the King's bump, probably with uh, the amount of people that would stay there and and the, the ratings on the the ghost lists kind of thing. So that's great. We'll be talking more specifically again about some of that on the side trail. So stay tuned for that. More of the specifics. Uh, there's also another. You know, psychics think the whole place, like you said, it the whole place is a vortex, and that's one of the theories. And that's a typical theory for a haunted area. Yeah, like when even the pets are reappearing in spirit form after they pass. Mm-hmm. That makes me think it's it, there's something, some power in the place itself. Like like it records it and keeps playing it back or whatever it may be or it's just like very portally thin place between the realms kind of thing. And not to get into our side trail, but that's what the quartz is also storing information and it's something right you know, right we'll be talking. I'm sure that's not you know some of you heard this, but we we go into a little. Of course, I got to bring in a little more shamanic component too because there's a connection. Oh, it there. wouldn't be a Maz episode it, without it a little bit of shaman. I kicked in it. it. I kicked it to the side trail, so it's not going to be in this one. Okay, good good good. But uh, I also have my own theory about, you know, why Stan, why Stanley would be hanging out in the bar billiard hall, and that involves ecto-pilsner. And I, I'm not going to talk about that for this one, though, because we have too many other <laughs> things to do today. But put a pin I in that. I am familiar with your ecto-pilsner <laughs> theories. <laughs> so we don't have to discuss that, probably. Which does bring me, though, to my Ahul Guano file. Oh, we're there already. Okay. Yes, we are there. Oh no, here it comes! Quick, to the batshit signal! Um, this is not a thought experiment. This is real. Think about this for a minute. Okay. So we have a freewheeling, Freeland Stanley, millionaire playboy, and the most tech-savvy industrialist of his time. He's CEO of Stan Enterprises, just hanging in the billiard hall, even after his death. Or is he? He got a version of the Stanley Steamer to hit over 127 miles an hour called the Rocket, which was the world record of the time. 127 miles an hour that long ago. That's that's really yes. fast. Yes. Um, and did he did he come west and continue to work on the Rocket secretly at on these grounds? There are confirmed underground caves. There's quartz, we said, but there's also confirmed underground caves on this property. 
endless supply of quartz, which again stores all this information so it's for the stand. A cave system full of quartz well, under, under the hotel. Well, there's there's definitely quartz oh, all around wait it, a minute. and there's definitely underground. So you see. Wait a minute. So he's got a rocket car. Mm-hmm. He's a rich billionaire type. Yes. With yes. a mansion. Stan Enterprises. Over a cave system full of quartz. Yeah. Is this guy friggin' Batman? That's my Ahu Guano <laughs> theory of the week. <laughs> Colorado Vortex Batman. That's right. Colorado. Oh Vortex. my goodness. <laughs> this might be the best Ahu Guano theory I've ever heard. He does look more like Alfred though in the pictures. So, so maybe Stan Lee was old enough. Did Stan Lee know this guy? Well, I, uh, you know, did is Batman based on 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 Mister Stanley of the Stanley Hotel? I I don't know. Like, was I, Batman a real dude in the Rocky Mountains in the early nineteen hundreds? He's very kind of eccentric. like I said, if you see the pictures, he's more Alfred than uh, Bruce Wayne. So maybe yeah, Alfred was a badass dude. But he made the first Batmobile. Yeah. So maybe oh, so did they have a kid? Did they have a son? No, but maybe hmm. he's uh, more the Morgan Freeman character from the Bale movies. Like he's just the one who did all the tech right, and right. he got everything ready for Batman. Right. So Alfred plays a much bigger role. Maybe than we Lord believe. Dunraven was the actual Batman. Right. And that's why his ghost is still around because he owned the yeah. land. Stanley just built the building. Yeah. So Stanley was the tech guy. Mm-hmm. And, and Dunraven, Dunraven is the millionaire playboy. Lord Dunraven. He's, he's still playing the playboy right. side of it. Because Stanley was married, Wayne family part. guy, yeah. businessman. Yeah, so Lord Dunraven was the Colorado Vortex Batman. <laughs> <laughs> more to come on this because we don't know. I guess I didn't Whoa. do my homework. There's lo- so much I've, more to consider than I, I even I love consider. this batshit theory of yours, Moss. <laughs> I really do. This is great. I'm going to like think about this for days but stanley did leave out the word bat i looked i tried to make the connection um he went with steamer which is a clam not a bat but we will be discussing in episode 57 chinese folklorist susumi shen uh about a a bivalve of truly monstrous proportions Uh, i'm thinking of calling that episode the manhattan clam project what do you think it's like a giant there's a giant clam clam? there's giant monstrous clams we could discuss sometime we should do that sometime but that there's no bats is my point Uh, okay well if there's a cave system in the mountains there's bats yeah they may not specifically mention it but there's bats yeah and and that this is why though i did not have time to discuss my pilsner theory when we do another ghost investigation we'll find out why stanley was hanging out in the bar the billiards i think hops and barley and malt have some kind of you know, I think there's a connect. Well, if you if you look at a lot of the ghost investigations, they occur in the bar area. I think you just really want to make sure that you can still drink beer after you're dead. That's what I. <laughs> and I hope you're right because and, I would like to do so as well. And and tuck girls in at night. It just sounds so amazing. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. So and a, and a beautiful location to do it. What a what a perfect place. But uh, I also have a. Back to bumpers, Sir Richard Scully Muggles Skeptics Ooh, Review. Sir Richard Scully Muggles Skeptics Review. You're, you're, you're full of crap, and that's the nicest thing that I can say. So I watched, for the Sir Richard Scully Muggles se- segment here, I watched a YouTube dealio, and the manager of the, of the place now hasn't had any experiences, didn't have any, you know, e- that many stories related to him, that, that did not seem, seem like a complete Scully Muggle. 
uh, just the guy too who's close currently, yeah, I don't know if he's still there. I, I haven't seen the latest org chart, but generally the general manager now is, right. is not a believer. Uh, and overall, I don't think there's there's a, there's a lot of stories here, but they're not of the really run screaming out. I mean, right. I would even say like in Flagstaff, I think that the Monte Vista has probably as many or more. As we were going through this, I had I didn't say it, but about halfway through the episode, the way you were talking about, it, I'm like, this really reminds me of the Monte Vista because yeah. it has all these different ghosts that are known to you know do different things to different people. Yeah, I mean, but there, when you look at what they're actually doing, it, it it's 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 not as many. But then you look at the other side of it, and I guess when we get to the believability scale, we have people we know that went in there and something strange happened. Yeah. At the same time, we as, have a couple of them personally known yeah. now. Yeah. Yep. So, so the the new manager doesn't have any, but this is something I've never really looked into with this place. Is, is are there a lot of stories from the staff? Like, do people who work there generally end up being like, "Oh yeah, this place is crazy haunted"? Are, are those stories out there? The reason I'm not doing references for this one, and maybe I will in the future. But for this one, it just seemed like the same kind of accounts. And like I said, it may even be which room was which, and is is right. it wrong? Uh, am I getting the room numbers wrong? Are they getting the room numbers wrong? And it was the same handful of accounts on a a hodgepodge of different websites. Right. Just Very of, little detail, not specific. No one giving their name. It's not the the the, the Milners from Port uh, Huron and and their story. Right. It right. was just a lot of the same kind of shenanigans are going on. Hmm. And some of the shenanigans reminded me of the Monte Vista because we have yeah. us files from there, by the way. But then something happened. It happened to me. You may not be aware of that. Oh, yeah. I, I got some, too. Yeah. It was just, that's not a surprise. We will definitely have to do the Monte Vista at I, some point. I have a good number of secondhand stories, like the person who experienced it told me about it kind of mm-hmm. stories from the Monte Vista. Well, the person we talked about today that was at the Stanley had episodes at the Monte Vista. So I have an oh, us file with a family member. Okay. I hung out in that hotel for a gaz- gazillion hours and I never oh, had yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> I have experienced the uh, cold spot in front of the Bon Jovi suite, but we're digressing. Yeah. We'll we'll do. Uh, and I had a, I had a warm spot in the pool, but so now for our Scully Mulder believability scale. Ooh, they feel your methods. Your theories are spooky. Do you think I'm spooky? Wait, why am I Scully? I want to discuss the rankings first for a, a little more info. There's a USA Today survey that I found, and it, it came up with the 10 best haunted hotels in the U.S. for, for uh, you know their, their stats of their top 10. The Stanley came in at fifth, right in the middle of the pack. and uh, of, of most haunted places? Most haunted places in the United States, and it was USA Today, and it comes in at five of 10. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, 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 I just, in some ways, I feel... I don't know. Again, I just would say it again. I don't know where they would be without Stephen King. And oh, I don't it, know. It, people would have forgot about the place by now, honestly. But the way it was going before that happened, I, I, I bet that like it wouldn't even be in the nomenclature anymore. We wouldn't really know about the Stanley Hotel anymore if it wasn't for Stephen King. Yeah, yeah. That uh, fun fact number one was on the list was Fainting Goat Island Inn from Nichols, New York. 
Guests of a fainting goat island in a former railroad hotel built in the late 1800s have reported numerous ghostly encounters, like being woken in the night by voices or seeing two women sitting for tea in the fainting room. Others report hearing footsteps on a staircase that doesn't exist or finding a child-sized chair next to the bed in the Nubian room. That's creepy. Child-sized chair yeah. just suddenly appears next to the bed. That's creepy. The new- I've never even heard of that place. That's considered the most haunted place in America. Nichols, New York. And again, I've been very close to that town. I looked it up on the map, but I have not been. I think it's on the like the border of Pennsylvania, New York. Yeah, like okay. Sayre, if I've got the right place. That makes sense, out in the middle of nowhere in the dark woods. Yeah. The other sad part of it is that you know looking through the entire list i have only done an investigation in fact only have been in one of the 10 <laughs> well we got some work to do here Let, let's start getting night itinerary together the one is arizona do you want to guess it wasn't a monte vista but it was arizona oh uh out in oatman Mm-mm. that one no what do you think's the most haunted within um, 50 miles 60 mm. miles of God, the Monte Vista is so haunted. Um, The Wrigley Mansion. Is that place haunted? No. That's a cool place down in Phoenix. Yeah, I was just there not too long ago. I mean, I don't know if it's haunted. It's it's a cool place. Where'd you do your investigation, though? It was uh, the Jerome Hotel. Oh, yeah. The Asylum Men. The the old Asylum Hotel. Well, the Asylum's the restaurant, but yeah, that's what I call it, too. Well, the hotel was originally an asylum that got changed to a hotel, right? Correct. That's why it's so haunted. It's like House on Haunted Hill, basically. Yeah, Yeah, that that place has a lot of stories as well, for sure. Have you ever seen that horror movie, House on Haunted Hill? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. It's a classic. That's an oldie, but a goodie. All right, so moving along. But my believability was tweaked for two reasons. I'm reminded of a family member's experience in seeing something right next to her. And then I was also moved by the interview next week. So, Yeah, man. And I love this interview because it kind of happened so randomly. We were just starting to produce this podcast. It was seriously two years ago. I went to my sister's place and ended up lining up this interview with somebody who had the full-on ghost investigation at the Stanley and we're like all right we got to start somewhere and it's literally like I don't think we had even we had maybe done a practice round or two recording episodes but Mm -hmm. it was the first real thing we recorded for this whole podcast oh yeah it's finally coming out I'm really excited and I'm excited that in the moment and we did not plan this I I asked him to raise his right hand said I swear to hell do you swear to hell? <laughs> Keep doing that. <laughs> this is a Freudian slip thing. Do you I, swear to hell the truth? We're going to have to talk about whether I made that deal with the devil, you know, because that's a Freudian slip twice. Oh, you don't know that you did that? <laughs> I, don't, I thought it was obvious. I don't, I don't remember. I do not recall. I don't remember. It wasn't a great deal, blood. though, because people still aren't listening to our podcast. Yeah, that's true. That's all true. <laughs> Uh, but I started out with like a 6.5. I moved it to a 7.5. I know I, I shouldn't do 0.5s, but I just and we can decided, do 0.5s. I decided to do a 0.5 today because I, I am like. So you you're know, 7.5 out of one out of 10, you're 7.5 that the Stanley is haunted. Yeah, that something's going on. Just And again, it wouldn't have been as high, but I know we know two people now. You know someone close to your family. Yeah. I know someone close to mine who, who went into that place and strange things were afoot. Yeah. You know, and and I don't have those experiences in general. 
uh, and all the investigations I ever did, there was only a few strange things that happened. And the, the mitzvah turned into a real ghost investigation. Hopefully you and oh, I will go, go there and do a full-on investigation sure, sure. sometime. If we can ever afford to get the equipment to do a real live ghost hunt, then we will definitely do that. Oh, yeah. We're going to have some fun. So. The Okay, so my believability on this thing, I probably going to be at like an eight. You kind of blew my mind with this whole caves full of crystals thing, though. That's the side trail. Because I am such a, you know, literally vibration is life and everything mm-hmm. is when you break it all down, everything's nothing but vibration. And we know that crystals, mm-hmm. I actually have a news story. Maybe I can slip it into the side trail. So to find out that a place that I was pretty sure was haunted to begin with is sitting on top of a land that is Swiss cheese and all the holes are full of quartz. Mm-hmm. I am tempted to give this thing a 10. I feel like I overused the 10s. I'm going to give it a nine though. Dang, you were, yeah, got yeah. some believability going yeah. there. Good like vibrations. I, those like good I'm vibrations. Knowing that that whole crystal thing is there, that just totally ups my belief that there's probably is that energy in this place. And the fact that even the animals, mm-hmm. it really is almost like the place records its own history and is just kind of playing things back in a loop or something. And that, yeah, that is a different type of haunting where it's just that loop that yeah. is just a uh, uh, kind of reenactment over and over, a kind of a time loop. Is right. One, one like, of the three main types of hauntings. Like to me, it's almost, it's not so much like they're still there haunting the place. It's just, it's almost like watching a video being replayed. Right. There's not so much interact. Well, there is interaction with the ladies. So a lot of the other ones seem well, to be just true. standing there. A lot of the ones, some, you know, but then there are, there are some. Well, that that's Lord be, Dunraven though. And right. as we now know, he was the original Colorado Vortex Batman. Batman. Yeah. So he, he, maybe he's a little bit more present. So Stanley was the Alfred. And Lord Dunraven. Oh my Spider-Man. God, dude, that's so brilliant. But I think their their contemporaries and Lord Dunraven may be older, so I don't know if that may works. Maybe the they. maybe the homeless lady got to stay because she was Catwoman. Wow, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> just I kind of went wow just because I I usually say say things that are cool, so I kind of just wowed. Yeah. That was kind of good job. Let's move on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> ah. So, Wolfman Puck. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm keeping it simple Hold on, today. hold on. Wolfman Puck's Cryptid Culinary Corner. Your entree, sir. Oh, smells good. <laughs> Woohoo. I'm going to keep it simple today. I'm going with a classic. I'm grabbing Slimer from Ghostbusters, because he already has kind of a built-in hot dog flavoring thing going on, Essence of Oscar Mayer. He does seem like he would taste like a hot dog, doesn't he? Well, he ate the whole cart of them. In yeah, the like he was he was soaking in the stew and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. So Smells I'm, like hot dog water. I'm kind of hoping for Sabrettes, though, not Oscar Mayer, because it is a New York-based thing, so we'll see. Okay. But I, I like the uh, chicken apple sausage myself. What? Yeah. What? what, what, what just happened? Think we were talking tomorrow? about Sabrette hot dogs. Did you? Is there a Boston thing going on here now? What, what just happened? Chicken apple sausage. I think it started in Vermont. I could be wrong. You, yeah, I mean, no, Ben and Jerry started in Vermont. You're just saying, you're just putting words together like word salad that doesn't make sense to me. What, <laughs> all right, but what? Just say it. I guess that's what we're going to do now. Say what? What is it? What are you Chicken apple about? sausage? Yeah. It's sausage made with chicken and apples. It's really good. But, but the apples, 
Does it I, seem like Emer- Emerald. I think it's Emerald that sells them. They're in the. They're in all the stores. Oh, Emerald. The, yeah. the, you know, this is Wolfman Puck. This is Emerald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't Ramsey. This is an Emerald. This is Wolfman Puck. I'm just saying, if we're having sausages, I want chicken apple. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm. I'll have to look that up because I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what we're doing now. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely off the rails, Moss. <laughs> I have a hot dog flavored ghost that I'm putting on a bun with ah. sauerkraut and mustard, and I am going to pair it with ecto pilsner to tie it in with my other my other theory about ecto pilsner. So I got an Enos pilsner from uh, Estes so, Park Brewing. It's an American craft pilsner. Are you, you raising your hand, sir? I don't think I ever really got the assignment. So we're just like picking a ghost that we want to eat. Ah, uh, it's Wolfman Puck. We're we picking said, a ghost that we want to serve. I should say. We, yeah, but Wolfman Puck is a segment we have. Oh, I know. But from you the beginning, say, usually we're like we're going to serve this as the main ingredient. I am is flavoring it? kind of my ghosty hot dogs with kind of a ghosty hot dog kind of flavor so you're making hot dogs with a spread of slimer a spread of slimer okay. right instead of like the the, the mustard relish just okay. slimer is the mustard relish in this in this scenario and i'm serving it with what i'm trying to get to is the american craft pilsner from estes park brewery got your hot dog you got your beer keeping it simple today and that's uh i think i won i don't even think you have to go i don't even know what to do well, we said, and you remember the business. The, remember the business meeting. Our business meetings are really not focused. No, <laughs> but we had a business meeting, and we discussed that no matter what, because you have had a lot of problems with. I don't want to eat a person. I don't want to eat this. I don't mm. want to eat that. Well, we're not eating it. Is the thing the cryptids? Are yeah, the we're, wolf we're making something to serve, and right. if you if you would like to partake, right? And and we said we'd kind of forge ahead regardless what the. But, you know, we're trying yeah, to do our fair, best. Which is fair. This is yeah. a monster podcast, yeah. so, so we can be monstrous ourselves once in a while, yeah. right? Yeah, bring out your inner monster. I'm just trying to think. So you're serving Slimer spread on, on hot dogs. Yeah. So I need to pick a ghost. Uh, wow, this is tough. Um. Yeah, I have I have no idea. I think you just won. I have wow. no idea what to even do with this. You usually do so good when you don't prepare. I know. Usually it just something comes to something me. Bo- yeah, you know, you just um cuz we're going to have other ghosts see. and I think we have to forge ahead. I think yeah, if we're going to keep I'm this tr- I'm trying to alive. think of like a Colorado based mm-hmm. sort of cuisine. Oh, I know. So if we're using Slimer, I'll stick with the Slimer, okay? Mm-hmm. But what I'm going to do is make chili <laughs> with some grass-fed Colorado beef. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. You know what? Not even beef. I'm going to use the elk meat. But how is it going to taste? Did you really sell the... Oh, it's going to taste terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Can I say we both lost today? I brought a ghost from the wrong city. Wrong state, and and the and the and the people that really lost are our cryptid uh, diners because I wouldn't want to eat any of what we're serving. Yeah, yeah, I think everybody lost today, so it's. It, I I will accept that. <laughs> <laughs> 
neither of you, us the listener, win. lost nobody more than nobody win. deserves the win today. <laughs> but we do have mad cujos for people who do deserve some mad cujos. Oh, there you go. Who's getting the mad cujos? Stephen King gets the first mad cujos. I have two. Stephen King wins a mad cujos award. He was the first author I think I read 10 books of. Me too, other than Dr. Seuss, yeah. Yeah, it was Dr. Seuss, and then it, it was- Straight into Stephen straight King. Into Stephen King. And, uh, you know, I, I have to admit my teenage years wouldn't have been the same without the movies and the books. Absolutely, I agree. Excit- excitable boy, they all said. But I want to give him that because, you know, and I, I think we both liked the- uh, Gunslinger was that that was my favorite. Oh man, I love that Dark Tower series. That's so good. That's that was actually the last thing I read from him, and was probably my favorite. It was my favorite. But I have a double today, and we the first time we we've done a double, and there's a reason I'm doing oh, a double. Uh, Mad Cujas. Yeah. Okay. And the reason I'm saying is because there's a twin thing or a sister th- twin kind of thing going on, and there's a pet cemetery there, so you can bury it, and the Mad Cujas can come back. So you've got double Mad Cujos. Whoa. Yeah. So we're giving a Mad Cujos to the ghost of the Mad Cujos? I am giving it. Right. <laughs> I'm yes. very confused. Yes. I'm giving it to Freeland Oscar Stanley for being what you termed, what did you say? The Colorado co- Vortex Colorado Batman. Colorado Vortex Batman. All right. Steamer Stanley wins the yeah. Mad Cujos award. Woo. Ah, boy. Or he's Alfred and he just did the Batmobile. I think he's the Alfred. Yeah, he did the Batmobile. And he's the Lord Morgan Dunraven. Freeman. Lord Dunraven was the actual Batman. Yeah, but they were connected. It makes so much sense. Like you said, the Morgan Freeman guy, the guy who's in charge of all the tech and everything. Yeah. That's the guy that built that's the hotel Alfred. and built yeah. the rocket car and built all the stuff. But yeah. the guy who builds the stuff is the guy that uses the stuff. That's got to be the, the adventuresome warrior type. And that sounds like Lord Dunraven to me. You know, you know, Freeland Oscar Stanley was was kind of crazy, and he drove yeah. t- from uh, Denver up to his hotel in two hours, which no one could believe could wow. be done. And you can totally do that in a Batmobile, right? I mean, he's but they're basically he was kind of this pull the cap down and drive like crazy. Like he was a crazy sure, person. Sure. Should have been at Le Mans. He probably could have won Le Mans single handedly. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I think that he does have some uh, Batman in him. So, True. Somebody there was Batman. Somebody though. there. We've come to that conclusion. And somebody there was I Batman. I need to look up. Here's an old business. I'll make a note. When was Stan Lee born? Because if Stan Lee overlapped with that, because he was old when he died recently. I, how yeah. long How long did Lord Stan Lee actually live? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I, God, I, I just really, really wonder if, if there's a connection between those stories somehow, honestly. Yeah. Well, I, I did try to do my homework between. I'm, I'm going to old business Gotham it, and, and I'm going to find a timeline and see if they possibly could have met. Yeah, I found not as many connections as I had. Or hoped. maybe a reincarnation. I'm going to check the timeline. Yeah, if I come up with a lot of things, I would have done a whole episode on, uh, on, on the. But but maybe more to come. There's more to come. So, and don't forget, we have a side trail about the quartz deposits you were talking about and why that factored into the kind of the. Oh, shenanigans cool. that are going on at that hotel. Going to get more into the science or more pseudoscience? Science and say. shaman, a little both. Oh, cool. Talk about quartz crystals and why they matter and why they, you know, we hear from uh, Linda Godfrey and we're going to hear from a couple of people that have some comments on that stuff. Cool. Look forward to that. 
All right, I guess that does it, though, then, for the Stanley Hotel episode. Like we said, we'll have a, a directly related interview episode next week for this. And come check us out in Side Trail. Uh, before you go, please remember to like and subscribe and share and hit that auto-download and all that sort of stuff on the platforms. Leave us some comments if you can. If you've got any questions, critiques, anything like that, it all really helps us out with the algorithms, any of that stuff you can do. Leave us a review if you can. I'll stop ranting at you now. Let's get out of here. Everybody have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Monster Lore Tour. Until then, have a good one, listener. give like triple mad cujos to lucy the ghost i mean any woman hanging around the hotel and play with the equipment i didn't uh, like that joke the first time i'm gonna go back i'm gonna heidegger this actually and edit this out before you even say it wow you're good yeah shut up <laughs>